This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, this is Drink of Ages, your craft beer music radio show, and today especially your homebrewing show. I am John Denman. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to have a fun night tonight. We have... So special guests in the studio now, some homebrewers, as a matter of fact. The, they love it so much, they made a career out of it. We have, from Farm Boy Brew Shop, Natalie and Landon Weyerhausen. It's pretty close. Hello. Yeah. Weyerhausen, but that's Weyer's okay. Housing. Hey, I'm cool with that. Man, uh, there is an S in there, and yeah. I actually have an S. Landon, Landon Weyerhausen. 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 There you go. There's multiple wires. Yeah. Definitely. In the house. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I will mess it up later. That's uh, all right. I mess it up too. We also have James Carlisle from Texas Home Brewers, way out there in the lovely state of Katy. Have we started yet? <laughs> we are on. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, the show has begun. Awesome. So, this show actually is brought to you by Sweetwater Brewing Company 420 Extra Pale L. If you haven't tried it yet, you need to go out there and get it. Now they're in Texas. Love that it's stuff. It's a great beer. It's good stuff. It is pretty delicious. So let's get everything going. Oh, also, our music guest tonight, let's not forget, Dick's Hat Band. Yep, it just says <laughs> James is pointing out. That's one way. I think that's the sign language for yeah. Dick's Hat. Dick's Hat. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Badass, out of Lubbock, we're going to talk to them later in the show. They're going to come on and play at the Sweetwater stage here at Firehouse Saloon at the end of this show. So stay tuned for that. But let's get a, let's do a toast, get the show rocking. Are you up for a toast? A toast. Salud. Prost. Scores. Lancha. Salute. Nostrovia. Cheers. All right, this is actually a toast to, honestly, the best hobby known to mankind, which happens to be homebrewing. Duh. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Well, let's talk about, let's just talk about some homebrewing real quick. Because, uh, you know, Guillermo back here, the producer, he is Backyard Homebrewers up yep. there in Humble. So if you want to chime in anytime, Guillermo, jump on in. But uh, all of us have like a really good extensive homebrew background where we've been brewing for a long time. James, how long have you been brewing beer? Uh, it'll be about five years uh, here in September. How many batches do you think you've made in that five years? Five thousand. <laughs> Keeping track. <laughs> yep. And two. Five thousand and two. Yeah. Yeah. It actually, once you started, it's like an addicting hobby that you just want to keep making more and more beer. Landon, what about you? Uh, it's been what seven and a half, like yeah. maybe maybe closer to eight now. Yeah. Pretty much whenever we moved to Houston. Yeah. A lot of beer. A lot of beer. A lot of beer. Now, like, whenever I started home brewing, I don't know, it kind of took over my kitchen and dining room uh, with equipment, extra beers, a kegerator, kegs, bottles. Luckily, I was not married when I started brewing. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. So I was able to uh, take over my own apartment, um, you know, without her prying eyes. He had a lot of taste testers there, too. Yeah, two really thirsty roommates. That happens. <laughs> it's amazing it was, uh, how many people come over when you have yeah. beer on tap. Of yeah. course. Yeah. We, we definitely were pushing that 300-gallon limit. 
two hundred in Texas. Uh, unless you have an extra adult in the household, that's you were single, right? Uh, no, I have two adults <laughs> in the <laughs> household. <laughs> Just as adults, yeah, not spouse. Maybe yep. I say spouse. Whatever. So nobody so, heard that. So then you decided to get married, and she, she Natalie, decided that we'd get married. Natalie is like, "Hey, this is great, but you can't do it here." And you're, "Hey, you know what? I'll just open up a homebrew store." Pretty much. Of course, we do have an outside garage. So that kind of became the whole brewery. Pretty much Why when we were looking brewery? for houses, I said, "You know, I need a backyard with a, uh, a backyard big enough to have a dog, and I need a garage so that I can brew." And she was cool enough to go with that. We ended up with no garage, but we have a workshop, which works great. And now I have a shop, which I never brew at because I'm too busy. But, you know, we, we try from time to time. Yeah, and James, you're out there in Katy, out there yeah. off of Fry Road. Fry and Morton? Fry and for now. For now. Because yeah. I heard that you are moving to a new location. Uh, about 100 yards away. We're actually moving to an actual retail strip center right off of Morton, right outside of our current location. So we're going to have a storefront. Um, we're going to have a lot more retail space to sell more items. Um, we, we can't wait. I mean, I like the spot that you're in now. I mean, it's, it's kind of industrial. It fits well when a lot of brewing, you got the extra place to brew all the beer. Right, we do have a pretty cool like little courtyard off to the side, you know, a little grassy area for us to have events. We just celebrated three years. Um, yeah, happy couple, anniversary. Yeah, thank you. Couple, uh, <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, um, we had a great turnout, food trucks, I mean, all kinds of stuff out there. Um, we're still going to have that in essence as far as the fact that it's really not just so much the place that you, that you use to have those parties, but the people that actually come to the parties. So, I mean, like, <clears throat> where we are right now, people can't really find us unless they call us. So having a more of an open, you know, you know, open retail center to where people can actually drive by and actually see our shop, I think it's going to help us a lot more. One thing about Farm Boy that I have to say is pretty awesome is that they opened up beside Miller's Cafe. Yeah. And Brothers Pizza. And Brothers Pizza. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But Miller's Cafe, their it's onion rings good. and jalapeno cheeseburgers. <clears throat> it's pretty good. Yeah. So since you opened up, uh, Landon, how much you put on about at least eight pounds maybe? I, I You know, I eat a lot of Brothers, uh, you know, because it's, it's a few steps closer. I, I don't want, you know, it's a little bit. It's like wanna, 10 steps further. Don't want to overdo further. the walking. Yeah. yeah, 10 <laughs> steps further to get to, to Miller's. So, yeah, you know, I, I maybe like five pounds. Yeah, you know the stress of opening. I dropped like fifteen, so you so know, you're just making up for it. Yeah, exactly. You know, making up for lost time. Yeah. you know, backed up to uh, playing weight. You he know. also just joined a gym today, so yeah, literally today. Yeah, I took the <laughs> took the plunge. Live we have moves. Blast Fitness yeah. on the other yeah. end, so literally I show up early, Blast Fitness, work the hangover off, you know, a few pounds, hit brothers on the way back, get my breakfast, and then you know I'm back at you know the shop. There mm. you go. We're talking about Landon and Natalie from Farm Boy Homebrew Shop and James from Texas Homebrewers out in Katy. Uh, you know, joining the gym is one thing, but actually showing up is the other. Honestly, that's, that's because a, yeah. uh, that really I'm is trying. the key. I've been a member of a gym like for the last 15, 20 years. <laughs> but it's a racket. It's, it's a racket. getting there <laughs> is is a hard part, especially yeah. when you throw in the hangover side of it. And it's like I can go there and I can sweat it out. 
Or I can watch some uh, Hot Tub Time Machine on Comedy Central. Do 12-ounce curls, man. Yeah, do some 12-ounce curls. Hair of the dog, you know? Pretty much. No, but you got to think. If you go to the gym, you can brew more at home and drink more. Done. Good deal. Yeah, I have a fitness consultation here pretty soon. And I'm just straight up going to tell them, like, I'm not going to stop drinking beer. And I'm not going to change my nutritional habits. Tell me what I need to do. (laughs) So Natalie said, you can brew more beer if you go to the gym. Yep. There it is. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we all have to make sacrifices. <laughs> all for the all for the better of all men, mankind. So, you know, proud of you for that. Definitely. So, brewing beer, brewing beer at home. Uh, we do have a lot of home brewers that do listen, but there's a lot of people that are listening on ESPN that, that never brewed any beer in their life. So, I mean, you still have the same four main ingredients in home brew as the commercial breweries. Yep. Yep. Which are your malts. Water, of course, yeast, and hops. Yep. So, homebrew, you're basically doing what the big breweries are doing, but just on a much, much smaller scale. I tell people all the time, if you can make oatmeal and soup at home, you can make beer. It's pretty much the same. And thing. even if that exactly. soup is opening up a can of Campbell's and putting it in the microwave, yeah, hey, that's the extract. You know, yeah. that's hey, you know, that's how we all got started. It's like, as easy as you want to make it, or as hard as you want to make it. That's, that's the beauty. That's the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a beauty in it, and if you don't want to get into the chemistry of it, don't have to. Yeah. You know, you, at the end of the day, you just say, "I'm just making beer." I've got guys coming to the shop that have been brewing extract batches of beer for. 10 years Since and won't 70s. and won't touch <laughs> all grain and i've got guys who come in and do one extract bash and, and are like i, I want to do all grain like i want to do it exactly how our craft breweries this day are doing it or have been doing it all right well i'm out of beer so let me go get a pint we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to talk about the difference between extract all grain and get into some more home brewing cheers drink of ages be right back Until this horse falls dead and may 
macho Well, a rider for all she's worth Here I am dancing down the river I know just right where she Prohibition-era beer and cocktails as you learn about the history of the drinks in Galveston's free state period of bootlegging, gambling, and prostitution. The tour is every Saturday in June at 8 p.m. and begins at Drunken Monkeys. The cost is $50 per person, but that includes a tour of drinks, gratuity, and transportation on Galveston's historic tours, electric shuttle. Reservations are needed and can be made by calling 409-789-9911. That's GalvestonHistoricTour.com. And also check out their booze cruise they do. Get you around safely by checking out a lot of cool places around Galveston. Again, that's Galveston. HistoricTour.com. Dave and the gang at Southern Star Brewing Company in Conroe have been brewing some excellent beers for over seven years. The latest out of their taproom series is 2522, a hoppy wheat beer. This one is perfect with the temperatures rising and summer right around the corner. Find this beer all over town and head up 45 North. Take a tour of the brewery and try more of their creations in the taproom. Be on the lookout for Wallen coming later this month. SouthernStarBrewing.com First to can craft beer in Texas. Drink of Ages knows that craft beer fresh from the brewery comes in kegs, not bottles or cans. If you're not going to a bar tonight, take home a Growler. 64 ounces of kick-ass craft beer. At Growler's Beer and Wine to Go, they fill your Growler with a revolutionary system that keeps oxygen out and all the fresh, delicious goodness in. Keep your favorite beer fresh for an entire year, assuming you don't open it and drink it. The freshest craft beer in Houston is at Growler's Beer and Wine to Go, 1005 Wall Drive. Hops are sexy. Welcome back, craft brew lovers, to Drink of Ages. All right, Drink of Ages, we are back on, and we're still talking with Lana and Natalie from Farm Boy Homebrew Shop and James from Texas Homebrewers. We do have a special bottle from No Label Brewing Company that we're going to sample here in a little bit. Uh-oh. Some suburban funk. Hex, oh, yes. Oh, nice. Yes. I did not All know about the yeses. this. So, yeah, we have that from our good friends over at No Label Brewing Company, so we're going to sample that. Here, and, you know, let's just go ahead and finish these and then we'll crack it open. Or maybe we'll hold that for our lovely round of Homebrewers Jeopardy, which is going to come up on the next oh, segment. Test, test the knowledge of these guys owning the homebrew shops. See what's going on. But back to homebrewing, back to where, where we ended up. We we're talking about extract and all grain brewing. So, uh, somebody, one of y'all explain extract and the other one explain what all grain is. 
So extract, like you said earlier, is like the Campbell soup uh, makeup of beer. You know, I mean, nobody's going to complain that Campbell soup doesn't taste good, but that's pretty much what it is. Like you have a beer that's already been kind of converted. All the chemistry is done for you. And basically you just dissolve it in water, bring it up to temp so that you kill all the bad guys and then uh, let it roll. So that's that's kind of the extract part of it. You know, it's a pretty um, pretty straightforward. It's easy. It's quick. Um, but the work's been done for you. Yeah. And it tastes really good on biscuits. Oh, there and cereal. Go. On anything, yeah, yeah. honestly. Oatmeal, all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I'll run with Lana's analogy. So if extract is the Campbell's soup, then I would almost consider all grain being like mom's version of it. You know, made so completely from scratch. So you're actually mashing grain, you know, converting starches into sugar, creating your own actual wort instead of using either a dry or a liquid extract. Um, <clears throat> but from that point on, it's pretty much the same process. You're all going to go through a boil. You're all going to you're going to add hops for utilization, uh, <clears throat> bitterness, flavor, aroma, all that good stuff. Um, but uh, all grains can take you a little bit longer, but you're gonna have a little bit more ultimate control of the beer at the end. A lot as far more as control, exactly. Yeah. So, as far as head retention, color, flavor, I mean, that's all gonna be done like in your actual mashing process. So, a lot more control. Extract definitely takes a lot shorter time to get the whole process done. I mean, you, you you're looking at maybe three hours to do a batch of extract, an extract kit, compared to Five. Six hour, yeah. Five, five. to six, yeah. Yeah, to uh, an all-grain brew. Depending. You know, there's yeah. people that can pull it off faster. <laughs> you know, there's the new brew-in-a-bag thing. There is. And uh, there's, you yeah. know, there's a lot of people that are really, uh, uh, you know, I'll use a little uh, little peace sign thing, but, like, revolutionize the brewing exactly. thing with the brew-in-the-bag. No. You know, I'm, I'm a non-believer slash believer. You know, there's some of it I believe, and there's some of it that I don't. <clears throat> the good thing about it is I... With this hobby, there's always more than one way to skin a cat. So whether you want to do extract or partials or you want to do all grain with a blown out three vessel system or you want to do brew in a bag, it's all going to make good beer. You know, you're actually using raw ingredients to make beer and it's dynamite. Yeah. And I, you get to say you made it. So yeah. you know. I tell people, you know, when they're when they're asking questions, like at the end of the day, we're just making beer. Yeah. Like, that's all it is to it. You can still drink it at the end of the day. It doesn't matter where it came from. It's science, but it's not. Now, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people, they're, they were like, oh, homebrew. I've tasted somebody was homebrew, and it was horrible. They were but bad homebrewers. Yeah, they, they made, they made <laughs> a yeah. bad beer. They didn't Don't ask, judge it yeah. until you do it yourself. They, exactly. didn't, they didn't seek out Farm Boy or Texas homebrewers. Well, yeah, no, I mean, we have people bring in beers daily, you know, and they're like, hey, what do you think about this? And it's like... I think that you oxidized everything, or yeah. I think, you know, that you did a great job, you know, or I think your fermentation temperature was too high, you know, there's, and there's the people that just don't care. They yeah. said, it's yeah, construct, it's constructive criticism is the best way to help better people's homebrew. Your friends <laughs> won't do that. Your friends yeah, will your, just say, hey, yeah. free beer, yeah. it's awesome. Your, fr- yeah, your mom so will pat good. you on your back, you know, good job, honey, but, great. you know, it's yeah. wonderful. So, As they spit it out. Yeah. So, like, what I always tell people is like whenever they come to our shop, I'm like, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you if your beer needs this, that, or the other. But one of the best sources of, inf- of information out there right now is going to be like your local homebrew club. Definitely. So yeah. send it out. Send it out on yeah. the, 
you know, send it out on the Facebook page or yeah. at the bottle share or whatever it is, you know, there's, there's nothing, nothing better than getting true feedback from people that actually brew. Right. This is one thing to, you know, give free beer to people that have never brewed anything <laughs> in their life. And they're like, yeah, this is great. Cause they don't know really what is, what goes into it. But when you have a, a you know, a, well-seasoned home brewer that tastes it and they're like you know i've done this style before i feel like you could do this maybe just tweak this little thing here and but you know getting back to the meat of it the great thing about homebrew is that you don't have to do that if you're happy with the way you brew it then you've done your job yeah exactly yeah Yeah. you're brewing for yourself at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day that's completely right (laughs) yeah uh we're talking with natalie and landon from farm boy homebrew and james from texas homebrewers so to get started for all the people that like, man, I'd love to brew some beer myself. That sounds like a, the, the best hobby in the world to it do. Is. How much does it cost to really get in with a kit, a good kit, something that they're going to continue to use, and a batch? We've got a couple of different options as far as like the kits that we sell. Um, <clears throat> it's probably going to be very similar to what Landon sells at, at at Farm Boy, but we have basic kits that range from about you know seventy bucks up to like the more experienced, like this ready to go, you know jump in the deep end kind of kits that go to about 250. So it depends on like how much they're ready, they're ready to jump in and, and, and get involved with it. Um, me personally, I started off with one of those $70 kits and I actually still have every piece of equipment that I used with that kit five years ago. I still use it. I still have my original hydrometer. So do I. Awesome. Uh, yeah, 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 we're knocking on wood. Yeah, definitely I, knocking on wood. Yeah. I think I'm probably on at least my 15th. Yeah. My, my Mr. Beer has Guys like you keep us in business, John. Yeah, yeah. My Mr. Beer kit, uh, I started with a Mr. Beer kit. I I'm bought, sorry. I bought for 10 bucks on clearance at Bed Bath & Beyond because it was awesome. And as soon as I pitched the East, was I was it like, a long this day? is amazing. Well, I was following her around shopping, yeah. so you yeah. know. It is we also brought home a cat that day too. So. Oh, we did bring home uh-huh. a cat. Oh, gosh. That's the a, best that's day a ever. Day. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I got you know like ten dollar beer and you know a, a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Who could oh. say that? <laughs> not we had, many. We had no idea what was starting with that. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, that was just like as I just remember as the yeast was being poured in, I was like, this is so awesome. <laughs> and then I seeked out, you know, a, a real kit. And yeah, and you're hooked from there. Yeah, it was. Don't, don't, yeah, say, I never yeah. say, don't knock the Mr. Beer kits. No, They're a novelty not. item at most, but they actually get people into that thought process of, like, I can make beer at home. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot of guys come in here like, yeah, I, I use the Mr. Beer kit for, like, the last year, but I, I regular no-label. Or I go to Texian, or I do, you know, I go to all these craft breweries, and I love their beer, and they, that gets them in the door. So the good thing is, though, is that you can brew any style of beer that you want. You, you, it's it's unlimited as as homebrew. So what between right now? Between styles. Between styles. Yeah. yeah. Stuff that isn't even a style. Yeah. Just make something up, but but. You guys, we, we call are, those the hodgepodge beers. There's a or lot the of Franken beers. Yeah, Franken beers, kitchen sink, <laughs> different things. For sure. I, I know I've made a few beers where it's like, what hops are left in the freezer? Yeah. Yep. Kitchen, kitchen sinks. Yep. Yeah. I've, made, I've made a beer that, well, the worst beer I ever made, uh, it was the very first recipe that I made of myself. All right. The very first time I did was it like, convert? you know what? Did it convert? It did. It made beer, but it tasted like you walked out in your yard, <laughs> grabbed a handful of grass, and chewed it. 
That's it, awesome. It was it was not really that good. I couldn't even get my drunk friends to drink it. I ended up that's the only beer, honestly, that I. And I've met your friend. That's pretty bad. You know them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Even once they drank a lot of beer, they still wouldn't drink. They're like, oh man, this is this is horrible. I even play beer pong with this. Yeah. It's, it's like you dare <laughs> somebody. Okay, I dare you to loser, drink. Loser this. drinks John's beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that that's when I decided. It was, that's actually I learned that. I better figure out how to brew beer and exactly what these ingredients mean, what they actually do to the flavor, the taste, and everything about it. Yeah, I had uh, I've had some guys come in. They're like, "Yeah, we're doing our own recipe." I'm like, "Awesome!" You know, really branching out there. That's cool. And I look at the recipe, and you know, it's like four pounds of biscuit malt and like yeah. a pound of two row, yeah. and you know, some wheat malt in there. And I was like. You know, yeah, great. Grind it up. Like, so you, do you have some more two row at home that you're gonna throw into this? And they're like, no, that's a recipe. No. Then you're making yeah. like a half a percent beer. Yeah, that ended up being a 45 minute conversation no. about how beers convert <clears throat> and whatever else. But you know, they're uh, they're working on it. Yeah. yeah. I I had a, a guy come in the backyard when I was hanging out there one day, and he wanted to make a, a Roush beer, a smoke beer. And oh. he wanted two pounds of smoke malt <laughs> to put in it. Just two? Just two. I've been up to seven. Oh, man. Yeah. I was like, well, you know what I mean? This, this is not, you know, such a bad idea. If you really want it to taste like firewood, then we can do that. But yeah. I recommend cutting <clears throat> this back by about 80%. Yeah. <laughs> From three pounds down to two ounces. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's the benefit, though, of having, like, our homebrew shops there. Is because you can walk in there and, and on a computer, like on a brewing software, it may look right, but until you show it to someone who's actually done it, that's where like the experience comes in. And it's like, dude, if you make this, it's gonna be like drinking an ashtray. Yeah, definitely. And then that's where, like you said, the benefit of having a homebrew shop, local homebrew shop, we and go in club. and actually teach. Yeah, yeah. Club. Or, and homebrew club. Home all those clubs. guys that yeah. you can call and ask. Or and if you still do it, we'll laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not really. But <laughs> in the club. Yeah, yeah. in the store. Yeah. In the club. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. At least they told you so. Or you'll right. get a really <laughs> awesome nickname out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to test some of this knowledge of homebrewing with some homebrew Jeopardy. Drink of Ages. We'll be right back.
Step your summer party up a notch? Put your shots through a custom engraved block of ice from shopblock.com. You've seen them at events, now go one for your party. How about a customizable wall of ice with a beer draft system? Shopblock.com can set you up. Delivery and setup is available in the Houston area or stop by and pick one up. Make your party unique and a party to remember. 281-448-5843 and online at shotblock.com. That is shotblock.com. 
Hey, this is John from Drink of Ages Radio Show. I want to tell you about a beer you need to go out there and try. It is Eighth Wonder Brewery's Dome Foam. Dome Foam is a throwback cream ale that tips the hat to light, easy drinking beer served at the Astrodome. It is a pre-prohibition style beer. It's very light, crisp, smooth, very mild on hops and bitterness, but very easy drinking. And kind of reminds you of those days back at the old Astros games at the Astrodome. 5.1% ABB makes a very good sessionable beer for the hot days here in Houston. Go out there and find you some Eighth Wonder Brewery's Dome Foam. Western Swing Wednesday is happening at Rudyard's Pub. Doors open at 7 and music goes from 7.30 to 11. Free entry from 7 to 8. $5 cover after that. Music to two-step and wads from some of Houston's finest pickers and pedal steel sliders from the 1930s through the 80s. Artists include Bob Wills, Ray Price, Hank Williams, Merle Haggard, Tammy Winnett, Lefter Friesel, and many more. And no miss Chef Joe's Beer Dinner the last Thursday of the month. RudyardsPub.com to get more info. All right, we are back, and real quick, we're going to talk about the Suburban Funk from No Label Brewing Company. They sent it over for us to sample, and so we all have a little bit of it. I got to tell you, it's pretty delicious. As always, Dynamite Beer's coming out of that brewery over there. I mean, it's not overly tart, no. which a lot of sours are coming out just where they really, really bite you yeah. when you drink it. This one doesn't. It's a good one. Refreshing. It's dry. It's I'm not dry. getting much cherry like there. Yeah. I'm not yeah. really getting a whole lot of cherry except for the little bit of tartness. But I get a, li- a little bit. It's more in like the um, like the dark cherry range. You know, it's not like the bright red cherries. That's a that's the wine side of me speaking. Yeah. No. Don't don't think of like maraschino no, cherries. No, definitely whenever, not. Like whenever it like comes to it's, like black, it's, a, it's almost yeah. like a black cherry, yeah. like a dark yeah. cherry. Exactly. Now, no, that's, that's good. That's though. what they're going for. So I mean, I think that's. I think they knocked it out of the park. I like, I yeah, like it. This I like it a whole beer. lot. So everybody out there, you need to go out there and get some of that suburban funk. It's coming, hitting the shelves. It might even be out right now. So as soon as the show airs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's out right now. Go now. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. go before it's gone. All right. But this segment, we're going to do some homebrew Jeopardy. It's going to give everybody out there listening a chance to learn something. And we're going to test the knowledge of our participants, which are Natalie and Landon from Farm Boy Home Brewers. Farm boy, farm boy, farm boy, brew shop. It's, it's fine. Yeah, no, yeah. that's what happens. In it's a beer too show. much of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've already been. Sour. We're two breaks into it. We expect that. <laughs> <laughs> and we have James from Texas Home Brewers, out there in the lovely spirited land of Katy, Texas. West side. Katy, Texas. Katy, Texas. All one syllable. Katy, Texas. Katy, Texas. All right, so let's let's open up with something nice and easy. All right, you guys ready for this one? No. You have your knives ready to tap your glass. All right, brewing beer became legal in the U.S. during which presidency? Landon. Who is Reagan? Wrong. Reagan? Minus 100. What? (laughs) Anybody else? Truman. Wrong. (laughs) Roosevelt. Oh, man. Nixon. (laughs) Nope. Who is it? Really? That's too late. Carter. Jimmy Carter. Oh, dang it. 1978. Jimmy Carter. He did something great, and that was to make home brewing legal. I'm pulling Can an I audible. I'm pulling an audible because it's two to one right now. I'm going to pull in Trey Trousdale, okay, who is also <laughs> owner of Texas uh, yeah, Home Brewers right now. That's fine. So it's not you know we're not ganging yeah. up on there you. Go. There you go. There okay. Go. Well, here's an easy. Here's a here's one that everyone. Easy. One that, yeah. <laughs> we're two beers in. Come on. Here's one that everyone should know. The complete joy of home brewing. Dong. <laughs> Charlie Papazian. Bingo. Whoa. Yeah! Uh, right. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Complete Joy of Homebrewing, written by Charlie Papazian. That's right. 
Okay, next question. Uh, dong. <laughs> <laughs> Make him answer it. Make him answer it. <laughs> <laughs> the degree of conversion of sugar to alcohol in CO2. In CO2. Ding, ding, ding. In CO2. Attenuation? Bingo. Oh. oh. Uh-oh. It's two to nothing. Farm boy's getting killed. Farm boy's oh, getting killed. man. Yep. Sucks. We drink too much. How about to mix air into solution to provide oxygen for the yeast? Aerate. Okay, oh, I didn't know that one. I was like, oxygenation. <laughs> like, it's all the same. All right. How about proteins that coagulate and fall out of solution when the... <laughs> Goal break. I answered that one earlier. <laughs> Katie. Katie's on top right now for nothing. Come on, Landon. They should spot us a point because I gave them the answer earlier. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. How about this? The total conversion of malt sugars to beer defined here as three parts adaptation, primary, and secondary. Was fermentation. Money. Yep. Oh. In the form of a question. Oh, that's right. It is Jeopardy. Yeah, you, we got to take away at least one point from you because you didn't answer it in form of question. So we'll go 3-1. Grown in cool climates, brewers make use of this. What are hops? Not all. 3-2. <laughs> Let's get a little chemistry. The most basic unit of sugar, a single sugar molecule. What was it sucrose? Wrong. Oh, it rhymes with that. Glucose. Yes. Oh. God dang it. <laughs> yep. Glucose is the answer. My bad. All right. Let's get, let's get, let's step it up a little bit. Right. So a non-fermentable sugar comes from milk and has historically. What is lactose? That is true. <laughs> what has historically been added to stout, hence the milk stout. Lactose. <laughs> <laughs> I almost nice said maltodextrin. <laughs> All right, next question. This is for a thousand points, by the way. Thousand yeah. points. Yeah, we already went through one row. This is Jeopardy. A negative logarithmic scale, one to fourteen, that measures the degree of as bricks. Wrong. Damn. That measures the degree of acidity or alkalinity of most of a solution. I can't read it. Of a solution for which a value of seven represents neutrality. What is pH? Yeah. Got it. <laughs> So now it's 1,002 to 4. I couldn't hear it. <laughs> Damn. Turn of events. The hot water steeping process that promotes enzymatic breakdown. Ooh. Sparge. Uh, nope. It was the mash. Oh, mash. mash. Man, this is now we're, now we're, I think we're actually we're all tied up. So yeah. it's, a, it's a million and two to a million and two, right? Yeah, yeah. So you guys are scoring big. Primary fermentation was the answer, so we're not going to go to that one. <laughs> <laughs> the method of adding a small amount of fermentable sugar prior to bottling to give the beer carbonation. What is priming? Correct. Man, this is a tough little steep competition. Yeah. Hold on. Everybody need to get a beer real quick? Cheers. You guys are heating up. Natalie, if you want to answer any questions. I had aeration, but I, was I only have shy. one knife. <laughs> I'm just cutting anyone who. But you have the dong sound. <laughs> just to know, she will cut you. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Who's winning now? Hey, serrated. I've seen his leg. Yeah, no yeah. joke. The careful siphoning of the beer away from the trub. Ding. 
What is racking? Correct. All right, I think we are six to four now in favor of Farm Boy. Yeah. Ah. So to reduce microbial contaminations to insignificant levels. Oh. Sanitize? Correct. Uh, I was going to say pasteurize. <laughs> what are you, a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this one? An enzyme group that converts starches to sugars consisting primarily of alpha and beta amylase. Correct. What is amylase? That is correct. Yeah, it's okay. You would have had that one. How about a straight chain starch molecule found in the endosperm of barley? Oh. Maltose? Nope, but it rhymes with maltose and it has a lot to do with what you just said. And the answer is amylose. amylose. What you're looking for. Amylose. Science. Science. A beer brewed from top fermenting yeast with relatively short. What is an ale? That is correct. Come on. <laughs> I had to throw an easy one in there. Throw you guys off. Y'all are trying to think too hard. How about. Okay, next question. Aromatic compounds formed from alcohols by yeast action. Asters. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, get in there. And this is always a fun word to say. To cause to group together. In the case of yeast, it is clumping Being and settling. Coagulate? What? No. It is the clumping and settling of the yeast out of a solution. Flocculation. Yeah. Flocculate. Flocculation. Coagulate. But you were close. <laughs> yeah. You were close. That's, right that's fun too. Yeah. So when the yeast run out of nutrients and die, they release their innards into the beer, producing off flavor. What is autolysis? That is correct. Man, I, I think we're tied. This I, is think, I think, I think I we're tied. Count. I'm just having fun. Yeah, this is Keep fun. going. <laughs> I think we're on 12 to 12. So I think it's 12 million to 12 million. 12 yes. million to 12 million. Get it right, John. It's a, it's a fight to the death between Farm Boy <laughs> and Texas Home Brewer. We'll take this outside. I so, see Landon's wife with a knife. It's not fun. Uh, no, she will, she will <laughs> she shank will you. She will cut you. <laughs> she already cut me once. All right. Today. Last question. This is to determine the winner because we are all tied up. Oh. The science of brewing and fermentation. Symergy. Oh. Yeah! Oh. Texas home brewers <laughs> oh, ends up the game, first game. ever home brewing Jeopardy on oh, What? <laughs> <laughs> it was similar. <laughs> it took a while, but it ended I'd up good. I probably still win so that. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> I will spit my beer out. <laughs> Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys for participating. Thanks for coming on. Uh, definitely, you have Farm Boy Home Brew Shop, Farm Boy Brew Shop. Hey, there you go. Yes. Um, right there off of Shepherd. Yep. Shepherd and Six Ten, pretty much. Website. Oh yeah, we got the new website. It's uh, it's awesome. We're uh, we're uh, still working on a couple things here and there, but you know we're we're adding things daily, and uh, it's really awesome to use and. Yeah, we're just going to kind of roll with it. So, Excellent. Yeah, what, what it is the site? It's uh, www.farmboybrewshop.com. Easy enough. And James, Texas Home Brewers. TexasHomeBrewers.com. That makes sense. Uh, our, uh, our Facebook is uh, facebook.com backslash uh, Texas Home Brewers Katie or on uh, Twitter at uh, Texas Home Brewer. All right, definitely check them out. Look them up. If you're interested in brewing beer, learning how to brew beer, they have classes, join the homebrew club. Go by, just hang out with them. They're really good guys. Thanks. Thank you all for hanging out. Natalie, appreciate it. Oh, yeah, anytime. 
And uh, when we get back, we'll be talking with Dick's Hat Band. They'll be in the studio. Sweet. Hey guys, David Graham here from Carbach Brewing, inviting you to check out the brewery after our recent expansion. We're now open seven days a week, Monday through Saturday at 11 to 10 p.m. and Sunday noon to 10 p.m. For more information on tour times and, of course, delicious food, visit our website at www.carbachbrewing.com or follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Carbach Brewing. Cheers! Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at cast branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out castbranding.com Dream Ages, we are back on in the studio. We do have Dick's Hat Band. What's happening, fellas? Adam, Sam, Casey, Kelly, and Colton. Yes, yes sir. Them. Howdy. Yeah, which um, Kelly, he's drums, so he doesn't get to. I don't get to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be. He doesn't yeah. get to do anything but drive the van everywhere. So he, he loves it. Well, somebody, <laughs> somebody has to do that, and you guys drove in from Lubbock today. That's right. That's yeah, a short looked. drive, man. It doesn't take long at all. Ah, no problem. It's, it's, right. Right. Hours. it's just right down the road, really, when you think about it. 22 more yeah. miles. Yeah. We're getting some We're getting some guns up outside, I see. Yeah. 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 There we go. down, Wayne. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some Red Raiders out there. Uh, everybody, you guys, are, are y'all from Lubbock or? Um, actually, close enough. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. pretty much West Texans. We're all West so. Texans, yeah. for sure. We, we're not used to sweating this much in an air-conditioned <laughs> room, I'll tell you that. Yeah, because it's nice in here. But I, I, it's, I'm, I'm a leaker, man. What can I say? Yeah, man, I get down here, and it's just... Houston's so badass you guys made it, man. Uh, you have your new album out, yes, Red sir. Dime. It, yep. is, it is officially out there. Officially out. So let's, let's talk about Red Dime for a little bit, because uh, I always find it neat that people are able to stop and say something is complete. Within music, art, or whatever it is, they go, like, okay, I'm done. We're done making this album. Right. Did you guys, what was that point like when you're, when you're in the recording studio and you're sitting there and you're like, that's the last time I'm singing this song for right. the album? Oh, it's the, always scary. It's real scary. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, are we done? Did we, did we cover everything? Because you also you know? have to remember, are you happy with what you played? Like, because right. it's there. It's well, there and then forever. a month later, it's anyways, like, oh. you're like, oh no, I wasn't, and I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's the live edition. But you are the worst exactly. critic. Yeah. So that's when you're on stage and you play it just a little bit different. That's why people yeah. make live albums, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that has to be, I mean, this is your, your first full length debut album. You know, we really. The, uh, really, the good feeling comes when you get it in the mail. In the in mail, and it, like, you know, because we put the a artwork. lot into everything. The artwork, you know, we've. We we saw that through every step of the way. I mean, all the all the artwork, you know, it was all our, like our you know design and stuff like that. We um, Griffin Wink uh, is the one that did the actual artwork, you know. But I mean, it was like we want this exactly like this and blah blah blah. We had meetings about like whether or not we're gonna put the number of the track on the on the back of the. Th- it's like every little thing like had its own meeting, you know. What I mean, it was. We really felt like we we did it the right art alone this time. Was but... like as big of a process as the actual recording of the album. It yeah. really was. 
I mean, how many but, different designs were y'all looking at uh, trying to decide, like, that one, that stamp? I we mean, went, honestly, I feel like we all had the same idea in mind. It was just getting that, because so, it's like somebody coming to us with an idea for a song, but not being able to sing. It would be like us coming to an artist. And finally, I think Adam broke down and drew what become of the family crest. And we'd all kind of contribute to, contributed to it. Like and 70%. I feel like we all had the same <laughs> vision. It just took us a while to get it translated on paper. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, it, it's it's tough. Yeah, I mean, like it's, you know, conveying your like the first artist we tried. Uh, <laughs> apparently, we were we were not nearly explicit enough with that guy. We ended up with like four drawings of a panther. They were great drawings. <laughs> it was really good. Drawing, man. Yeah. When you guys were playing the studio, I thought about a panther. Really? No, not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we never once said a panther to the guy, but he. But, just, hey, it's like you're obviously just thinking about panthers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is nothing. Maybe he's really. He can really draw, make a good like tattoo of a panther. Yeah, yes. absolutely, absolutely. But you know, like from the, we did a lot of pre-production on the album too. So working in love, we worked in Lubbock at two different studios, really working with the producer, trying to get everything right beforehand. And then of course we get in the studio, thinking, yeah, I got my part. And then we do something different. It's like, man, that's cool. And we change it, and then and suddenly it's like, oh, wait, so I don't have my part. It's time to, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we, honestly, once we left, uh, we did it down in Yellow Dog. Once we left there, it was like every time we left, there was a little bit more completed, you know, a little less on your shoulders. And yeah. it was a lot of fun, honestly. There's a lot of tension in a creative environment, but I feel like there wasn't. Why, why, why did everybody look at each other just so? Oh, <laughs> I did. not look straight down at the I desk. I think it was yeah. a moment. I'm not going <laughs> to say the, like, mo- the word I was looking for. It was that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a drummer always. Yeah, oh, right? yeah. always. Oh, yeah. You can't see me, but I'm sealing my lips. <laughs> yeah, for the first time in Dick's Hat Band history, we didn't have a boxing match that day. Yeah. Or any of the days during the production of the album. So. That was all pre-pro when we had the boxing matches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we went out. Yeah, we, I think we recorded the thing like three times before we actually went to the studio we were going to record it at, you know. And, and uh, that, I mean, that saved a lot of trouble once we got down there, but like so much went into it once we got there that we weren't, we weren't expecting, you know. I mean, it was just... The way I look at it is, um, you know, it ended up taking just as long or longer than it did the first one, which we didn't do any pre-production, but we ended up with so much more on there, you know what I mean? It was all time. It was just so well spent. So if you're ever going to make a record, do pre-production first. Yeah. Because yeah. you get to listen to it. Because the extra yeah, time you get to think, hey, well, I don't like this guitar. Let's, let's try this other one, you know, and guitar, amp combo. I mean, I, I'm not a guitar player, so I don't really care. But these guys, they had a ball. You know, oh, yeah, it was like yeah, trying yeah. different amps and guitar combos. It's great. We used a pig nose amp for like most of it. On a 9-volt battery. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. great. <laughs> you can take that camping. Yeah. yeah. You actually can. Yeah. Yes, you can. <laughs> if we had money to camp, man, I mean, that's kind of how we live. We're talking with Dick's Hat Band. Uh, they're in the studio. They just finished up their Red Dime album. It's out there right now. You guys can find it. So, uh how long of a process was it that you said, okay, let's get in the studio, let's start recording stuff, and let's make this? Three months? I'd say three-month process. Yeah. yeah. We, had this, we had some of the songs for a while, and then a couple like came up right there. I know Red yeah. Dime was one of the last songs, so Adam yeah, brought was, that to us, and it was like, yeah, we were, we were, ah, we, we had, had so much fun we working that We were scheduled in the yeah. studio, and then by the time you know, we finished that one, and... Uh, yeah, we ended up being the, we liked it, it the best, so we're like, yeah, let's just call the album Red Dime. You know? Yeah, so the, the last song that was written, you know, weeks before we went in for, like, pre-production on the record ended up becoming the whole thread of the of the album. So. But it did, I mean, it, it tied it all together, though, really. really. Yeah. I mean, as far as, like, the theme of it, the, you know, it's about, it's about, like, just dying to make it, you know, even if it means selling your soul. And uh, and that's what that's what Red Dime is, is about, is... Um, you know, show me this devil that I'm not supposed to sell my soul to because I will sign the line right now. You know, I want this so bad, you know, and uh, 
And so that's uh, that's what Red Down is about. Just, he still hadn't showed up. I mean, I don't, yeah, we, I don't know where he's hanging out. You at. signed the papers. You yeah. like, we hey, got, we're waiting on the paychecks. We had now. a neon sign yeah. made. It flickers outside yeah. the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, is this a full time thing for you guys now? It yeah, is. Okay. Yeah. Officially. Excellent, man. Officially. Boy, you guys definitely have the music for it. It's exactly. the hardest I've ever worked in my life, but it's the most fun I've ever had for sure. <laughs> Absolutely most fulfilling for yeah. sure. Yeah. Let's let's get to something really quick, man, because um, a lot of people that I put out there, Dick's hat bands coming on the show. And yeah. there the I saw looked you guys up. Don't do a Google search. For Dick's hat band. Uh, D-I-X. Yeah, yeah don't D-I-X. Anything else, we're not responsible if you misspell our name. Exactly. So, so what exactly is Dick's hat band? Where did the name come from? Well, it's funny. So like a few years after we'd been going by this name, we thought, hey, maybe we should find out what it actually means. Because I just grew up saying it and hearing it. You know, Higher all than the, Dick's hat. All the, old, all the old, you know, men in my life. That sounds a little weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm to my, my dad, you know, my but grandpa. seriously. Some you know some buddies of mine's uh, you know that 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 whole generation you know the boomers and, and older would say Tattered and Dick's Hat Band and I never thought about you know I mean I I wondered what it meant but not enough to actually ever figure it out and so uh, yeah so we we said it so much it became like this inside joke between like me and a few of my friends that jammed together and so when it came time to name the band one of one of us uh, that is no he's not with the band anymore but he was like you know what what about dick's hat band you know we always say it we don't know what it means it's like it's esoteric it's funny sounding why not you know it's just like you know it's it's catchy you know people wonder what the heck is going on and uh and so yeah we just we just went with it well apparently there is no concrete answer to the question where did dick's hat band originate there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation a lot of theories some a lot of people one of the more prevailing ones is that uh, it was inspired by richard cromwell uh, Oliver Cromwell's Trump. son. I think he was the the Lord defend or Lord protector of England for eight months after his father's death, and he, he couldn't take the couldn't take the pressure or whatever, and, and stepped down. And uh, his head did not. Or the the thing was like his head, the, the the crown did not fit his head comfortably, or whatever. And so, uh, but that one. I mean, the, the phrase came That's around the like a hundred years. Radio. Yeah, why not? A hundred yeah, years after his earliest, death, so yeah. no one really knows. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, that's the earliest known use of the phrase. Take it how you want it, I guess. There's yeah. one you can Google that we can't say on air. Well, and as a band, what do you want to be? You want to be tight. You want to be in the pocket. What's tighter than Dick's Hat Band? Yeah. Nothing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's, that's us. <laughs> We're Dick's Hat Band. There's a lot of bands tighter than Dick's Hat Band, but you know what? Nothing's tighter than <laughs> well, Dick's thanks, Hat Band. Kelly. I was planning on having a crappy show after this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cocky. I'm confident, all right? <laughs> all right. Well, uh, dickshatband.com is a website. D-I-X had been website yes. Yes. Facebook I mean you look it up you're all Facebook, over the place Twitter, that's all the music Instagram, Instagram like Snapchat definitely alright well let me uh, let's, let's finish the show up thank you guys for coming by about to hear you out there on the Sweetwater 420 stage here at yes, Firehouse Saloon yeah buddy looking forward to it and yeah man uh, from Lubbock, Texas Dick's Hat Band Oi! Hey! Thanks for the beer, John. Cheers. Yeah, thank you. Lovely. All right, well, let's thank everybody that came on from our homebrew roundtable. We had Landon and Natalie from Farm Boy Brew Shop, James Carlisle from Texas Homebrewers, way out there in the lovely land of Katy. Did you guys drive through Katy? Getting over here? I don't know. Yeah, I like, <laughs> by the time we got to this side of Texas, I was so delirious, I don't know where I was. Exactly. <laughs> we drove in last night, so we got here at 8 in the morning. Woo, man. Yeah. All right, then, of course, music guest is the Dick's Hat Band. Next week, we're going to have Frank Crockenberger from Sweetwater Brewing Company. He's going to be hanging out. Music guest is the Lonesome Band. 
Another album release party. You need to come check it out. Awesome. Badass music. Listen to podcast sponsored by Buffalo Bay Brewing Company by going to drinkofages.com. Thanks for everybody hanging out, hanging out here at Firehouse Saloon. Let's get these guys out there. Uh, the show is sponsored by Sweetwater 420. So, like I said before, I mean, go out there and Sweetwater try something. Sweetwater 420 is just That's my favorite name ever. Cool. Yep. Yeah, and it, it's, a, it's a brewing company. It's a brewing company. It works well with the show. I'm going on a bunch of different levels. Order some stuff. <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week live from Firehouse Saloon on Badlands Radio and ESPN 97.5. Go Astros, go Dynamo. Talk to everybody next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Be safe, Houston, and support the craft beer industry and your local homebrew supply store.